there's a drive in Kelly for like serious self-worth. Get curious about sex. I'm not only going to woo my partner, but I'm going to woo myself. And then meditate. I'm like, oh my God, I'm a monk. You're not always in control. And it was like pride, not have periods, not have emotions. I'm going to need to feel everything. I found in those shattered pieces my truth. We're just piling more shame and judgment on top of the original problem. You're sick. Your body's revolting against you. Epstein-Barr virus, cytomegalovirus. These are things that can be simmering on you that you don't know. And they're the trigger for your problem. Making the connection between your mind and your body, your emotional needs. That is how we heal. You're listening to a Soul Fire Productions podcast. I just hit record and I started getting so teary-eyed. That speaks to this conversation. So Laura Holloway, who is one of my dearest friends and mentors and guides on this spiritual journey, Laura has helped me break out of my shell in so many ways and has helped me meet myself and see myself and love myself and honor myself. And I honestly don't know where I would be without her gentle, loving nudges and holding space and just listening. This woman just fucking listens. And is so accepting and acknowledges where I am, where I want to go and the messiness in all of it. And when I asked her to be a part of the Soul Fire online retreat series, I didn't realize at the time that this would really be one of the first conversations where I went there spiritually, where I didn't withhold or dance around things because of fear. And having her in this conversation really allowed me to open up in ways I had not yet. So we have a conversation on spirituality and sisterhood and how we have both navigated seeing ourselves and doing the work and allowing flow And what we have been given from our guides and the information that has come down. And the truth that we have been seeking, the way it has come forward and manifested, has just been mind-blowing. And now, in a time of shifting and shedding, we have really joined forces, the two of us, as well as our collective sisters, in order to support each other and do bigger work and reach more people. Oh man, this conversation is just a deep fucking breath. I think a lot of us need that and desire that so much. So I'm so proud to Welcome Laura back to the show. Please reach out to her, ask her questions, love on her, and get ready because she is launching a podcast with Soulfire Productions in a month. Oh my goodness, you have no idea. I'm so excited for this. Her voice needs to be heard. So before we get into 
this conversation with Laura, I just wanted to bring forward a partnership that I really, really deeply believe in, and that is with BetterHelp. So if you have never heard of BetterHelp, they're an online marketplace to find licensed professional therapists. So within 24 hours, you can begin working with your own therapist and counselor. And as we are in a time of mental health coming to the forefront of conversation, so many people are in need of support and are really seeking it out for the first time, which I think is incredible. That's part of what this shift is for. And I started using BetterHelp probably five or six weeks ago. And I was really seeking a therapist and I couldn't find someone that aligned with me that had availability here in Denver to work with in person. And so I went to BetterHelp and I searched and I put in all my information and what I got blew me away. I have the most spiritual woo-woo therapist on the planet. I love this woman so much. And what started as me needing to work through sexuality and my relationship and unknowns and all this stuff actually has turned into her being a spiritual mentor and guide for me. And it was truly this divine timing and connection that I received in just reaching out. And if you're not as spiritual and you really want just normal talk therapy, they have that available. But I I tell this story because I want you to know that So many of us create barriers to entry when it comes to therapy and getting help and support because we think it's going to be one way and, oh, that's not for me. Well, BetterHelp has really bridged the gap. And it means a lot to me to work with a company that I can believe in this way that I personally get such incredible results from every single week. You should see the notes that I've taken and the books that I've started reading on spirituality and opening up. It has really, really changed my life and my perspective. So if you guys are looking for support, it's incredibly affordable. I cannot emphasize this enough. You get to talk to your counselor once a week. You can message them anytime, ask them questions. They respond so quickly. And this is really about accessibility when it comes to therapy. So We have a discount for you. If you go to betterhelp.com slash Kelly, you can get 10% off and advocate for yourself. Give yourself what you need. BetterHelp is an incredible place for you. I can't recommend them enough and just share that it has really, really shifted my life, my perspective, and my spiritual growth. All right, let's get into this one with Laura Holloway. Why are you giggling? I don't know. Sometimes I get in this like goofy face when it's late and I'm with my girlfriend. Okay. I'm Back here for it. Oh, why? Don't, she always giggles. Yeah. Don't be, don't be I become apologizing. Very cute. Um, I am so excited to do this with you for a variety of reasons. But I think in the last couple of weeks, it has become so clear to me that having a conversation enveloped and wrapped in sisterhood in the spiritual space is what is needed for all of us, for you and me, for our girlfriends, and for everyone on this call who are also our girlfriends and our sisters, which is so beautiful. The community 
that has been curated and attracted to each other, that uplifts each other, really sees each other, is a, a community of sisters. And it is never more true or real for me than right now. So I'm so excited to get into what you and I have been doing individually, collectively, with our sisterhood circle, and everything that goes into that. So I'm going to let you start with your first card. Okay. And tell me what you pulled. I pulled two because I didn't know. I'm like, I don't know who's joining us tonight, but I'm like, these are for our listeners and and us. So the first one was mirror, okay, which is who or what is triggering you. Do you want me to read it? Yes, please. Okay. The filter of our own experience is how we experience life 90% of the time. Through our own projections, when someone reminds us of an unhealed experience, we get triggered. Often it's an unconscious thing. People and situations can trigger our mirrors to reflect back to us what we believe to be true about life, the universe, and ourselves. Mirrors pointing to our shadow and our light. Mirrors revealing the parts of us yet to be accepted, witnessed, or loved. This card is guiding you to look closely at what experiences or people are currently triggering you and what could be mirroring back to you. When you, when have you felt like this before? Could they be opportunities to heal something in you or are they shining a light on something that longs to be witnessed in you? This goes for the good and the bad, the good, those who we admire and put on a pedestal. If we do not realize that we are attracted to them because we are like them, we need to cut them down in order to rise to their level. The bad, those we despise or envious of and put down. If we do not realize that they trigger something in us that is still yet to be healed, then we will remain hurt and wounded ourselves. Work, light, inquiry. Who or what is triggering you? What is it in you that they are triggering? And what part of you longs to be witnessed? I love mm-hmm. those questions that resonate for you? Yeah, so much. I think we're all triggered at this time. <laughs> yeah. And in that triggering, what longs to be known? Healed. Healed and yeah. witnessed. I love the word witnessed. I hadn't heard that before. Okay, go. Okay. I just got this deck yesterday. Ooh. Uh, you know, I've been, I've been working with and seeing Merlin. And as I was in my deep study with Merlin, I was led to this deck and he's in here. And can I tell you that when I opened up the deck, he was on top? Not kidding. Of course. Connor started laughing so hard. I'm dying right now. Yeah. Yes. Yes, <laughs> Megan. like, what? Truth. Wait, I'm literally... <laughs> okay. So I pulled the eagle. Spirit, integrity, connection to the angelic realm. By the way... My whole intention was to ask the guides, ask my guides, ask spirit what I was meant to speak to you about. And this is what I pulled. When the eagle appears, it is a true signal of your connection to the angelic realm. With the angel's help and guidance, you can soar above life to see the larger vista. The eagle helps you make your choices accordingly with integrity. When you pray to your angels, they will always answer for they patiently wait for you to call upon them for assistance. The angels reside beside you, always hoping to aid humankind in finding peace and manifesting abundance and prosperity. The eagle also asks you to remember to soar high above life and look at the big picture. Don't get too caught up in the tiny, unimportant aspects of life. The spiritual world is the real one. Your physical life is the dream. When the eagle appears, it's also a signal for prayer. It's time for a moment of conscious contact with the divine. Remember that you're always protected and divinely directed if you follow the guidance of spirit as it appears in the form of the eagle. 
you see in the chat, people are like, I saw an eagle the other day. Oh my God, I saw the one the night. This is real. Just sent me a photo of an eagle that was outside her window. Yes. Oh my gosh. Soar so with the eagles. This I love the this. Time to soar with the eagles. Mm-hmm. And just the connection to the angelic realm. I've been, mm-hmm. we're going to get into this, but talking to you about all of these gifts and things that have been happening for me, something happened on Saturday um, that I'm excited to share, but it's this divine connection and being in prayer and gratitude and knowing that it's time. And that I feel, I felt so moved when I pulled that card. It was, it was a, call to action, a call to the heart of being in prayer and of service. What else did you pull? Don't dim to fit in. Mm. Are you dimming your light in order to fit in? Which kind of goes in light with what you just shared. Don't dim your light to accommodate someone else's smallness. We are all born to shine big and bright. The universe is expanding and you are a part of the universe. So expanding is part of your nature. If someone makes you want to retract, notice and slowly back away, they are not for you and you are not for them. Better yet, find it within yourself to expand and shine your light anyway. Flowers don't open and close according to who is walking by. They open and they show their beauty regardless. If others don't want to be around you or make or you make them uncomfortable, it's because you are shining light on the fact that they are dimming to fit in. By choosing to shine bright, you may just inspire them to turn on their light too. Or not, just keep your light on anyway. All relationships are essentially an energetic agreement. The moment one person decides to start rising up and allowing their light to shine, it changes the energetic agreement and can create some waves. That's completely normal. The relationships that are meant to last will adapt to the change in energy. Others won't because they were likely born under the proviso, I love you, as long as you don't shine brighter than me. That's okay. Not all people are meant to be in your life forever, but the lessons they teach us can still live on. How are you dimming your light in order to fit in? Need that one too. Wow. <sighs> yeah. So you know what that says to me actually at this time, and it's interesting you pulled up for this conversation is that was really what I wanted to get into is how we collectively are dimming our lights because of the collective fear and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And if Good. I am happy, if I stand in my light, if I stand in my truth and my joy, then that is bad. And it means that I am not acknowledging or in compassion or empathy for those around me. And I want to be in conversation around this because I don't believe that us being in our light and in our truth takes away from anyone else in their suffering. No. And you and I talked about this in one of our circles that we're in together. And I was really battling with this because the populations that are getting affected here, 29% of the population of Chicago is African-American and 70% of deaths are in the African-American community. And part of me is like, it feels like, oh my God, like, what can I do? Like, like how, who am I to be okay right now? Like, you know, and I just feel this privilege of my health, like more than ever. And I just, you know, and the thing is one of my teachers, I, I jumped on after our call and we were talking about this, the difference between sympathy is I feel bad for you. Empathy is I feel for you. And I think both of us have, shown a fair amount of empathy, but infinite compassion is I know you have everything inside of you to rise out of this. And I know we have everything to, to inside of us to rise out of this and holding space from our loving. And that is one of the most important things we can do is be inside of our loving essence and hold that space of healing from our light. Because if we jump in the tunnel, if we're walking down and somebody's 
down in a tunnel drowning, what are we going to do? Are we going to jump in there with them? Or are we going to throw a rope down? And that's what we're doing. We're throwing ropes down and we have to be above the tunnel in order to get them out, right? I know a lot of nurses that are jumping in the fire right now and God freaking bless their souls. And I'm just doing everything I can to pray for them, to hold space for them, to pour light into them, to FaceTime them, to give them good stuff. So I, and what do I have to do in order to be in that space? I need to dance. I need to sing. I need to eat well. I need to drink a ton of water. I need to get my sleep, right? So I can be that loving light source that they can plug into. Because if I'm in the shit with them, well, then good luck, right? Yep. Why do you, yeah, it's a challenge. I, I love that. And I think so many people feel societal pressure to feed into other people's stuff and the noise. I just did a show about this last week. We keep feeding into the noise and this collective, oh, well, so-and-so on Instagram did this and she's in her pajamas all day and she watches Netflix and she's just kind of given up. So I'm going to do the same thing. But even though that's not my truth, maybe that's where she is and that is her path. And I honor that. But if that's not yours and you're choosing to live the way she lives and be in her space, when Mm. that's not genuinely yours or for you, you are not choosing yourself. You are actually going against yourself. Yeah, that's so powerful. And I think the noise is louder than ever. I mean, we have so many social people on social media. I swear every time I go on there, there's a new live. I'm like, well, all the lives. I keep pressing by accident into people's lives. Yeah. (laughs) This is ridiculous. I'm like, hilarious. But lives, social media, the news, you know, all these freaking conspiracy theories, you know, there's so many people call me with their theories because they just want to talk. And I'm like, great. Thank you for sharing. It's not my truth. You know, do I believe that that could be a possibility? Yes. Do I believe that that could be a possibility? Yes. If I buy into that story, is that going to make me feel better? No, it's not. It's not something I want to spend 10 hours a day doing. It's not something I want to go down the rabbit hole of. Do I want to stay informed? Absolutely. Do I want to stay awake to what's actually going on? Absolutely. However, me living in that space, like I don't know how I can be a human being and be happy living from fear. I just can't. So I have to choose to stay in the light. That's just a simple choice. And I know it's a challenge at this time because we're getting fed, spoon fed shit left and right from the media, from the news, from this social media person, from I need to stay at home and do this. I I should be doing more. I should be crushing my business right now that I should be innovating. I should be creating, you know, there's so many shoulds out there of what people, where we, what we should be thinking, what we should be doing. And only you know what's best for you. Only I know what's best for me. Only you know what's best for you, Kelly. Like you created this soul fire retreat. Great. It's the most genius thing you could be doing right now. Right. You know, like that was for you. Right. Great. What's for the other person on the line, right? What's your thing right now? Yeah. And I think in order to create this, I got quiet because I was in a place where I was literally asking myself, okay, what is she doing? Oh, I should do that. Oh, what is she doing? Oh, Instagram Live. Okay, apparently I should do that. I hate Instagram Live. I have so many male followers. It does not work for me. Like this is just not, (laughs) they're not my spiritual people. They're not my sisterhood. And I'm over here doing IG Lives and I'm like, this is so pointless. What can I do? And so I got quiet with myself Mm -hmm. and I asked my higher self, I asked for guidance from my spiritual tribe. What am I meant to be doing right now? And when I ask that question, the same thing happened to me this morning on my, on my hike. It comes in so loud and so clear that I don't even have to question it. I don't have to doubt it. 
But what happens is we get caught in the spiral of noise and we are not able to discern ourselves and our truths from either the voice and the ego or from other people's stuff. How have you been able to discern your own truth and what you listen to within you versus what is outside of yourself and not yours? Oh my gosh. It's the daily thing, right? I mean, you have nature. I don't. I'm in the concrete jungle. So I do find grass patches to lay in. I get out in nature as like, I try to get outside every single day and just breathe and be silent. The one thing I'm hearing consistently right now is absolute silence. You're not to consume anything. You are to sit in silence. We have a lot to share with you. On Sunday, on Easter Sunday, it was just poem after poem, downloaded tears after tears on my knees. It was just like, wow, this is a moment. This is a time for you to receive what we have for you to receive, right? So silence. Um, I try to go out to my parents once a week and walk around the lake a few times. Um, I take a bath every other night with salts and candles. I've been dancing a lot because honestly, anything that's like pounding on my body right now, my body's like, no, like I am not to be doing like jumping jacks and like hard workouts. I'm supposed to be doing things that are like shaking and moving energy. I feel like a lot of people right now, the things that they're experiencing and feeling are not theirs. The media is getting trapped in their cellular body. Conversations are getting trapped in their system. Um, and we got to get it out of our body. So anything like there's this actual, this thing called the class that I like to do. And it's like this shaking. It's this like really cool combination of yoga and fitness and, and releasing and shaking. Um, dancing. I've been like, I understand that like Chinese own us on TikTok. I got over that. I said, I'm going out dancing, you know, because it's just fun. I'm tapping into play and joy. And I seem to find inside of play and joy heightened creativity. And I feel like my tap starts to kick in when I'm playful and joyful. And so those have been a few of my access points. Mm. Well, and I think you bring up such an important point, this idea of doing, I need to do this. I should be doing that. I should be growing my business. I should be working out more. All of these shoulds. And we do get caught up in the doing of things. Mm -hmm. And I love that you said you're hearing silence, silence. Being in action in spirituality, in action doesn't mean doing. In action means choosing yourself and what you're meant for. And if that means bath time or dancing <laughs> or lifting heavy or all the sex or reading a book, or building your business and or like writing a book, blowing up, whatever. That is your inaction. I am in action in choosing myself on a daily basis. What does that look like? It is not doing because in doing, we are in control, enforcing in the masculine. In action of flow and allowance is in the feminine. And what is being called of. All of us collectively is to dive deeper into our own feminine truth. Gosh, we have been talking about this on every freaking sisterhood call I've done. This is what's coming forward. I'm talking about this is the conversation. This is it. 
And Kelly, you want to know what's so fascinating? So Kelly and I were on a call last week and she was saying, are you open to yes. me sharing what you're saying? She was saying like, it's time for me to up level. I don't know what it is. It's like, I'm going to the next level. Like this like deeply passionate moment of like, holy fuck, this girl's going to take over the world. Next call. So one week later, it's, <laughs> oh my God, I completely surrendered. I got out of the way and I got everything. I received every single answer. It's coming through me. It's in action through me, right? And it was so interesting, the shift from week to week of like the distinction between thinking you had to do something and getting out of the way to be used and how so much more was available to you like that. And it wasn't even like a question anymore. It was like, oh, even more than what I could ever imagine is available to me if I get out of the way. Well, and I... I've had quite a few calls with teachers and, and healers and guides recently. And what keeps coming up is that I've been in a state of trying, which is a state of mm. doing, which is in the masculine, which is my control because that is my comfort. It always comes back to that for me. And whether it's in my relationship or in my business, it is how I operate. Mm -hmm. And so when I got clear on that, I let that go. And I said, I'm not going to focus on the, I'm not going to focus on controlling the experience. I'm not going to focus on what this looks like, what it sounds like, or where it ends up. Mm. The outcome is not the goal. I am going to let it happen. And all of a sudden, I am seeing Merlin in the woods. <laughs> I am getting downloads and conversations with my guides 24-7. I am having experiences of surrender that I did not know I was capable of. In such joy and pleasure, I was like, something has to be wrong right now. This is not possible. It was so drastic in one week of truly understanding when you don't hold on and you don't stand in the masculine and you truly just embody the feminine and yourself and listen to your truth and get quiet. This is what's available to you. So how would one completely let go? Like, how do you put down the rock? I mean, I've been working on this for a little over a year now, which I think so many people are ready to put down the rock. Yeah. Just like, okay, but how? Because it's really not a doing. I just want to hear you describe it, mm. your experience of it. First, I got clear that that's what was doing. So for me, okay. the process of asking why is really important. And I did that a lot in journaling and in meditation. And Monica and I, I think Monica may have taught me this, to be honest, last year when I was still in LA. Ask yourself why you do what you do. What, like any circumstance. Why am I mad at Connor right now? I'll just use that example because sometimes that happens. Why am I mad right now? What is being triggered right now? Answer that question. Why? Answer that question. Why? Mm. Every time it came back to not feeling safe and feeling out of control. Mm. Why do I need to hold on to this control? Because I feel unsafe and chaotic and not worthy and not good enough. And so once I got to the core wounding, the core beliefs around what was happening, that's when I was able to start moving into a place of surrender because I realized control is an illusion 
and that I don't have to white knuckle things in order to have the life that I want. That holding on tighter and tighter is actually battling myself and going against myself and what is really meant for me. And so as I have processed this over the last year or so, I have opened up my own channel of feeling connected and seen for myself what is true and what do I actually want. For me, that's freedom and pleasure and play and joy. Those things don't go with control or fear. So if I can let go, even in baby steps. So for example, if I am upset with Connor one day, it's not about him. What is he triggering for me? That's my own. Instead of immediately reacting and trying to control the experience and getting upset, I just take a step back and ask myself, why am I triggered? What do I need right now? Usually I just need to be acknowledged or I need a hug. Mm -hmm. And when I'm able to do that, I can let go a little more and let go a little more and Mm -hmm. let go to the point where this weekend I was having an experience where I told him I've never let go so much in my whole life in anything I've ever done. And I've never experienced more pleasure. Wow. Wow. Does that make sense? So beautiful. It goes back to the carby pool of the mirrors. So it's like mirrors is the first step. (laughs) You know, what's so crazy. I'm going back to the first podcast we did together in Chicago. And I asked you a question. What did you do for fun when you were a kid? Like, what did you do for joy? One year ago, this wasn't even a question for you. Like, you didn't even know how to answer. You were like, uh, I don't know. Ask my dad. Like, what did I do? (laughs) It was like, you're really learning how to allow yourself to experience pleasure. I think we all are. And it's like, how do I allow myself to receive more goodness and know that I'm worthy of more goodness and receive more and receive more and be enjoy more because that's our birthright. And I think that's a process for all of us to let that in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I was so disconnected. Mm-hmm. You know, it's even so on Saturday morning, it's been a really heavy week um, of just processing and transformation and releasing and seeing what's available to me and going with it and just letting it be. And I swear to you, it was the most out of the blue cry fest I've ever had. Connor and I were great, had a great morning. And all of a sudden we're starting to clean the house and I start cleaning down the kitchen table and I am in full waterworks. And I have no idea where it came from. And I keep asking and it was, but it was forceful asking like, what's happening? Why am I doing this? Connor's like feeling helpless. I don't know what to do for you. You were fine. Now you're like sobbing. So uncontrollable. I pulled up my shirt over my face like that, crying like a little kid. And I saw myself as this like five-year-old girl who was just crying and needed to be held. And what I am learning is that every time something like that happens, it is like this massive relief that leads me to my truth. It's uncomfortable and I try and get to an answer and I try and understand it and I try and make it a thing. But really, it's letting my body go through her process of release and surrender. And then it's so clear what was going on. 
and how often for how long in our life we block that. Because whether Connor was your mom or your dad in the past, like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Oh my God, what do we have to do? We put a bandaid on it. We need to stop it, right? Like how often we stop the crying, we stop the purging, we stop the anger, we stop the, we, we hold it in our body. And it's like, it gets trapped. And the moment we allow it to release, it's like we're free and we can have a, a whole new epiphany. It's like learning to hold ourselves through our own process. And that's something that I've learned, I would say, through my journey with spirituality. Uh, Heather and I were talking about this today is just Oh, like part of surrender is letting the feelings come forward, come up and knowing that's okay. Like that is so necessary inside of this process. And I feel like every day is a day by day. It's like yesterday, I knew three more people that died, you know, just like connected to people. And it's just like this whole thing. It's just like a wave of emotions. It's like, is this real? Is this really happening to our world? Like all these people filing for unemployment, like what? Like it's just like all of a sudden it'll just hit me like a a wave and I'm just like, okay, let me just cry really quick. Let me just experience some of our global grief so I can um, move to joy again. Mm -hmm. And I think we skip that step a lot. Yes. And what's so funny is the same day that I did that was the same day I experienced the most pleasure and, and surrender I ever have in my life. It goes hand in hand. The bigger the release, the bigger surrender, the surrender, the more pleasure, the more joy, the more abundance that you can step into. And I think that is the process we go through, yet we all want to fast track into, well, what is the one thing I can do to get there? Mm. There are so many layers and steps in choosing yourself and unpeeling the onion in order Mm. to find that freedom for yourself, the willingness to dive into that. Just a quick little interruption of my conversation with Laura because I have to tell you about Ned, my favorite CBD company. They use cold extraction. It is very gentle and slow in the process that they use in order to honor the plants and the way that they heal. They are energetically infusing all the good vibes with binaural beats and positive affirmations. Everything is super clean. There is nothing synthetic in this product. They don't even use flavor. It is pure as fuck because they believe that you don't need to add flavor to something that is from mother nature. Yes. A company that gets it. Finally, I use Ned for anxiety, sleep, and inflammation. And I also am on the natural cycles collection for all of the PMS things that come up and regulating my hormones with a lot of stress in our move and things that happened over the last year. My hormones got a little wonky. And so I really wanted to lean on plant medicine and herbs and natural tinctures to support regulating my hormones and getting my cycle back in check. And Ned has been a part of that process, which I absolutely love. So here comes the discount. If you go to helloned.com slash Kelly T or enter Kelly T at checkout for 15% off your first order, and you get free shipping. Yes, yes, yes. And let me know how you love them. HelloNed.com slash Kelly T. Don't forget, get on over there. We all need a little support once in a while. And I absolutely love working with a company that is so pure and so transparent. All right, back to Laura. I want to answer this question Mm -hmm. from Industry BBC. Okay. So 
how are you able to hold space for yourself in these moments? Like Laura is saying, as soon as I start going there emotionally, it's either a full block for me or it's coming out so much that it's like water falls down and it takes weeks to recover from that. So great question. Um, how I do it is it's really interesting is I picture myself laying a council around me. So it's almost like um, if I were laying on my floor, like it with pillows, I like put a council of people around me. So it's like myself, my mom, you know, who would I want there? And I let myself hold myself. <laughs> it's like I'm in the experience and I'm outside of the experience. And I know that sounds like a lot to process, especially like in a quick moment, but you can also create an experience. Like if you're in a bath with candles lit and you just like let yourself cry, put on music, let yourself cry. One of my teachers told me for a while, she's like, Laura, you need to just put, take two hours a day, put it in your calendar to grieve, grieve your old self, grieve. Like grieving is a process. We have to process these emotions. Otherwise they get trapped inside of us. So you could put it in your calendar. You can create a sacred space. You can kind of hold your counsel. Like that's really what I do is I just, I quickly hold counsel for myself, if that makes sense. I don't know what you do. Yeah. I love the way you describe that. It's like gives me such peace of mind, even hearing you say that for yourself. For me, I have a lot of shame around spirituality and sexuality. Mm. And I immediately, as things come up in either of those spaces, I immediately go to shame and there's something wrong with me and I'm bad. Mm. And so my process is reminding myself that I am good and I am whole okay. and that this is my truth and that it's okay to go there. When I get to points where it is so much and I'm so overwhelmed, I call Laura. <laughs> have a hotline. It's true. Heather said that earlier. I'm like, I don't have a hotline. So you have to give another <laughs> holla. <laughs> holla hotline. It's true though. And I want to share that as well. I, I really process out loud and I can process in my journal and I, I will cry and I will shake and I will dance and I will do all of those things. But for me, my process really looks like having a conversation. It's why I have two therapists mm -hmm. every week. I have women like you who I can call. For those of you who don't know, Laura has helped me pull myself off the floor multiple times where I was like completely defeated. I have nothing left. I feel like the craziest person in the whole world. I don't want to do this anymore. And I want to know, can I just say yeah. in those moments, all I did was just hold space. Yeah. You guys. All I did, what did you do? You cried. I listened. What did you do? You sobbed. I listened. What did you do? You talked shit. I listened. What did you do? You had rage. I listened. What did you do? And I sent love and love and love and it's okay. And then when you were done, what could you do? Talk through it mm -hmm. and get through it. And so what they're saying though in the chat is like, I feel like I'm too much. Listen, I was wondering why I pulled mirror. I've never pulled that card, but like, where have you been told you were too much? Where have you been told it's not okay? Those are not your voices because it is okay. It is okay. You did nothing wrong. You are okay. You are perfect, whole, and complete. And so 
it's okay to cry and not even understand where the well's coming from. Like I have cried tears that were not mine. I'm like, who am I crying for? I'm crying for civilizations. I'm crying for tribes. I'm crying for the people we oppressed. I'm crying for our country. These are not my tears, but I'm processed. Sometimes you guys on the line, because you don't understand it, you're processing global pain. You're processing family pain. You're processing the pain of people around you. And you've got to give yourself space to process it because it's a gift that you are even aware of it and you can get it out. Because if you hold it in, that's, that's a way harder pill to swallow. And I didn't mean to cut you off. No, just like I love that. And you know what that it, it was leading me to where I wanted to go. You've taught me the most valuable lesson I could have learned. I don't need you. I can trust myself. Having someone to call and creating a safe space for me has been one of the most important parts of my process and my growth. And I literally had a conversation about this this weekend. I have a very big tendency to go outside of myself to look for answers. I have been very codependent in my life. I learned this at a very young age. This entire process of shedding letting go, holding space, grieving has taught me one very valuable lesson. I am enough. Mm -hmm. I am worthy. And within that, I trust myself. I have my own back. I haven't called you in a while. I know. Because I'm like, oh, I got this. Like, Laura can listen to me and that's amazing. And I know that I have her and she will pick up the phone if I call her. And I've got myself. And I think what we have learned for so long is that we are not trustworthy to ourselves. So we have we to don't trust ourselves. Correct. We don't trust ourselves. Call your mom. Ask yep. your teacher. What ask this, this person. person. Yep. Look on Instagram. What is she doing? Oh, I should do that. Oh, that's my truth. That's what's Google right. It. Google it. You want to know the best Google? Your freaking gut. You you know. At the end of the day, the best Google, freeform writing, freaking asking your heart, freaking going deep. Yes, the best Google is your heart. Straight up, you know. And this is a time as we, we, we open up to our feminine power, we know, you guys, we birth children. We bring creation here. We are co-creators. We know. We, we innately know. We have to trust that knowing. We do know what to do. So everybody on the line is like, how do I hold space for myself? I ask you. How do you hold space for yourself? What do you need? What are you asking for, right? I know what I'm asking for. I'm asking for a sacred space for me to hold for me. That's it. Like, what is calling someone really going to do? All I need to do is lay there and weep and just be kind to myself. For so many years, I wasn't, you know? I want to address this other question. Um, What if you've let go and surrender to welcoming the space of the unknown for over a year and a half, but haven't received clarity on what it is that I'm meant to move towards that's more aligned? For me, I think there is a level of surrender you go to that you're unaware exists. And my experience, this is my truth, maybe not this person's, but my experience is that I thought I surrendered until I realized I didn't. And so I would be in one scenario and I'm like, oh, I'm so woke. I totally let go. (laughs) I have reached the peak. And then the next day something comes up and it shows me how much I'm still not surrendered. I'm like, 
motherfucker, I saw yesterday that I completely surrendered and reached the ethereal world. The lesson will keep coming up, whatever yours is, if it is a need for control, if it is not feeling good enough, if it is needing validation, it's going to keep showing up until you have moved through it. And so, so often, those of us who need to surrender the most are the most type A controlling perfectionists. So we are working so damn hard to surrender and we can't figure out why we're not achieving this level of surrender. Well, you aren't in flow and allowance. I'm talking to myself, you guys, it's fine. You aren't in flow and allowance. You are in the masculine of trying. And when it doesn't work, there is frustration and you don't trust and it sends you deeper into control. So for me, it is constantly asking, what am I meant to see in this moment? What am I meant to learn? And every time that peels one more layer back of the control and I get closer and closer to surrender. I don't know that I'm ever going to fully surrender as a human. Like, I don't know, Laura, maybe you can tell me. Do, like, does that happen? We have egos. We are people. We have wants and desires and, and all of that. But for me, it's one inch closer to the way I desire to operate and be. And that's enough for me. I know that I am letting go, letting go, letting go. Awareness. Oh, there's where I'm trying to control. Oh, I see it popping up there. How do I just release a little more, a little more so I'm not feeling anxious about this thing? I'm not feeling chaotic when I don't have the control over the moment. Then I realize I don't need it. Where do you stand on that? Yeah, no, I think it's a really powerful question. And I ask it often um, because I've had so many large downloads in my life and I want them. You know, it's kind of like an addiction. It's like, wait, Mm -hmm. show me again. Wait, show me again. They're like, uh, we already showed you, bro. Like, hello, we showed you. (laughs) And it's like, so this is what I will say. And I said this when I was chatting on the podcast earlier with Heather, it'll release soon. So what Kelly's talking about is the healing process to get out of the way. So it's an undoing, right? It's a it's a undoing to remember who we are, the divinity of who we are, the pure, the one, the channel, right? That's one thing. The other thing is we are here to bring heaven on earth, right? Through us. So that's what we do. We heal to be greater vessels and get ourselves out of the way to be greater vessels. So... What I've learned though is that when you do have an inkling or a trap or something on your heart, like someone, I think I don't know where the question is, but it's like, oh, space or I'm meant to move towards more life. Basically, I have to take action first before I get shown. I know that sounds really weird. It's like I pause, I listen, I get downloads, and then I once I jump and take action inside of what I've been shown, which is like very, very unsure most of the time, then I get the tools, the da- the people, the, the, the community that comes. It's almost like we have to jump before we're sure. And I think we have to go into the unknown in order to receive the answers. And so I guess I just ask this person that asked this question, if you've really jumped, have you really let go? Have you really um, said yes to yourself? Have you really 
taken the first step because God, the universe, whatever you believe in can't show up for you until you show up for you. And so are you really showing up for you? And I think that's a really big piece of it. Um, so I don't know if that, that, I mean, that definitely took a different angle. I love that though. I mean, you've done it many times. I mean, you've shifted careers, you've, you've gone down a new path and, um, I'm sure it took a lot of balls. Well, I mean, and I'm sure you got the answers as you did it. I'm doing it right now. This is the <laughs> first podcast I'm having in this conversation because I felt the call a little over a week ago to go there, to go big, to go deep, to stop worrying about it, stop trying to control it, stop ma- making it look a certain way, stop freaking out because because I've become so spiritual and so connected, and to let that be and to be fully seen. Mm. I just got there this week. I've been doing this show and talking about surrender for how long now, but I didn't realize that this, this was the moment. And I'm sure there's going to be another moment. This was the moment. All of that was for was to truly take the leap and trust to know my truth, to know I could trust myself in this unknown. I don't know necessarily what this means, But the more I step into that, the more I take that leap, Mm -hmm. the more I am given every single day. Exactly, Like it's almost like it comes in an overwhelming, you step overwhelming, you step overwhelming. So I would ask that person that asked that question, are you stepping? Are you stepping? It's really scary to step. I I really want to validate you in the fear of it because it's, I mean, I consider myself very courageous and it's very scary. And that's why this 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 sisterhood is super important. <laughs> Something that's been coming up a lot in our sisterhood circle is what you just said, bringing heaven on earth mm-hmm. and Lemuria. And that is really what we all feel called to. And I would love for you to explain what a light worker is mm-hmm. and how everyone who is feeling that call and that pull right now has been chosen for this moment and chose this moment to be here to do this work. Yeah. I think a light worker is a term that's like super overused now. I mean, I don't even know if I've ever like used it until it was like kind of like made the thing and it was just like a term. I would say there are people that there's like this essence and this glow about them that you can't really like put your finger on, but you're like, it's just something about them. It's it's something that radiates from them. And I want that. And really what I've found, and I I can pick them out in a grocery store or whatever. And it's just, it's this connection to something bigger than yourself. You know, that could be a grocery store checker. That could be a nurse on the front line. That could be somebody you know, that could be a therapist, that could be an entrepreneur, that could be a president, you know, it, it's somebody that works for something bigger. It's somebody that's connected to something bigger and is serving that first, right? And that service looks different for every single person. For some people, it's women, for some people, it's animals, for some people, it's the, you know, the um, environment, for some people, it's bridging the gap, for, you know, for some people, it's it's sharing thought leadership conversations. For some people, it's building connected communities. But they know, you know, they know where they're called because they're they're called. You 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 just gravitate to where you're called. So I don't know if that is that how you see it, but that's how I see it. Yeah, and I, what I keep hearing from so many women in our circle and from 
my community is that they're feeling this call. They're feeling this urge to shift, to grow, to open. And for so many of us, it has its very scary moments where you don't know what this looks like. It's very new and it's a big ass. And for me, it's a coming home. Mm-hmm. In holding space in the light, in my truth, I always, for people who may have not heard me talk about it like this, when I say like standing in the light, for me, that means standing in my truth. Because if I am in my truth, I can emanate light. I can share that and spread it. So for people who are standing in their light, holding space for others, and raising that vibration and that energy, that is a big ask if you've never realized you have that ability or you don't necessarily know what that looks like because it is a lot of unknown. There aren't a lot of answers all the time. It is a feeling. It is an inner knowing. And the way I process that is a feeling of coming home. I know myself more in that way than I know myself in anything else. Mm -hmm. I know it because it is my truth and I have been there before. I have done this work before. And it's an allowing to share from that place because in that place, I don't operate from fear. Mm-hmm. And I don't need answers. I just am. Beautiful. So beautiful. I want to go back to something that came up on this card. The spiritual world is the real one. Your physical life is the dream. Mm. And that, to me, speaks of going home as well. I didn't recognize myself until I sat with plant medicine. Because when I sat with plant medicine, I saw myself for the first time, my truth. And that was the first time I really surrendered. And I brought my real soul experience, my wisdom, my knowledge, my knowing into my physical body. And I knew that I am a vessel to be open and to do this work here to support my own growth and that of others. Can you speak to that idea that this really is the plane for our souls to be in these physical bodies doing this work in this shifting, in this growth? Yeah. I mean, that's why we're here, right? Otherwise we would just be floating around in the the collective consciousness of gooey, ooey love doing nothing, right? And so we are here to learn. This is like our earth school. This is our place to learn, to grow, to evolve, to transcend, to love, to dance, to play, to cry, to experience, to laugh, to sing, to experience life, love, death, creation, co-creation. Um... This is our playground to bring heaven on earth, right? To bring forward the impossible. I was watching Michael Jordan's documentary last night and it was like, he was an example of doing the impossible. He scored 55 points five over five times in the playoffs. I mean, that's over half the points, right? 
that's divinity in motion, right? I mean, you see it through great artists, through great musicians. You see it through, I mean, ridiculous inventions, right? Where people are just saying, hey, I'm ready to be used. Use me, you know, because someone's going to be used. How many times have you seen your idea pop up through someone else, right? Or it's like, oh, I had that idea. Yep. They're just looking for someone to say me, me, me. And that is bringing heaven right on earth through us. So they're one in the same, right? And it's just serving that voice because when we serve our ego, it can just be like a dark, not a fun place to be, which we all go on that journey to remember, to go home, to remember, to go home, to learn a new lesson to take those nuggets, to teach those nuggets. It's the hero's journey, right? Of going home. And it goes around and around and around and around. So that's how I see it. How have you been opening more to yourself and your gifts and hearing during this time? I've been asking to receive a lot in my sleep right now. Um, so I've been having a lot of dreams. I have been writing a lot. Writing is a really great way for me. Um, some is like journaling, some is poetry, some are words that I don't really understand yet. And I've been sitting in silence as much as I can and just allowing to be silent, allowing myself to be silent and watching how many thoughts I have. Like it's pretty ridiculous sometimes. I'm like, wow, when I think I'm out of the way. So I'm meditating twice as long and it's feeling really, really, really good. And I've been able to access places inside of my meditation that are like beyond the beyond the beyond. And I'm just like allowing myself to go there by saying you're safe. You're safe. Go more, go deeper, relax deeper, relax deeper. That's led to some pretty um, just beautiful peace. Yeah, I've been really in this place of not trying. I think that I learned this a lot in volleyball and being on television. You want to make it look a certain way or (laughs) almost like putting on a show. And I think what I feel right now is that... I have this vision right now of just, and I've been actually doing this. I did this today on my hike. I was in the middle of the trees and I just had this need to start pushing energy away. Mm -hmm. And then once I started like getting rid of noise and all of this collective noise in my field, I started bringing all of nature, mother earth, all of her energy into my body. Wow. It was so beautiful. And I've been doing that more and more lately, even in the bath, just really getting into that place. And what keeps coming up is this sense of just being and allowing. And when I am there and I'm not trying to be a great podcast host or give great (laughs) advice or have it look a certain way so that people think something about me, I am hearing and seeing so much now. My gifts, my connection, just it's almost like every day the angels take the switch and they just high gear all the way up every single day. And it's like, oh, you want a new thing? Here you go. 
<laughs> you did this. You're more open. I'm going to turn this all the way up. And I started seeing spirits during a call with my friend on Saturday. I saw this man, this dark energy walking through her house. I've never done that before. You know, I've talked about seeing Merlin in the 3D, manifesting himself physically for me to see him and do this work. I've been hearing downloads constantly. My guides are talking to me all day long from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep. I am just constantly being guided, hearing things during my dreams. And I really feel so clearly that it's because I'm not in a state of trying. Mm. And I ask for it. Show me what I'm meant to see. What am I meant to learn in this moment? And I feel that I've never asked those questions more. And I've never been in such connection. And it's like you said this in the beginning. You can be in constant conversation. It's asking the questions. It's being willing to hear the answers. Right. That's a huge piece of it. Yes. I was really scared to hear the answers. Scared scared to see, scared to hear. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because what did that mean about me? Or just like, ah, am I going to be scared? Yeah. (laughs) Like that's me. I'm like, (laughs) make sure it's in the daylight. You know what? Actually, my my better like such a scaredy cat. Yeah, my better help therapist. Um, this is what she said this week, and I was blown away. She said, "Kelly, spirit comes through. Divinity comes through in ways that are not to scare you." Right. So totally. you, I was telling her about Merlin. She said you didn't see because you weren't ready, and it would have scared you, and you wouldn't have gotten the information you needed. So they came audibly. And you felt comfortable because one of your guys is your grandmother and that feels very motherly to you and that's safe. And now you have taken it up a notch and you're willing to see and hear and do more. And so that's how they're connecting with you. Mm -hmm. And so what I offer to everyone is that if you're feeling it, it's time Mm. and you're ready. It's not too much. It's not scary. It can feel unknown. But the goal is to not put you into fear. And I was listening to Paul Selig in one of his books today. And he said, well, as he was channeling, um, the, the goal is to not make you uncomfortable. Spirit actually wants you to find comfort. Mm-hmm. It's a new kind of comfort that we've never known before, though. It's a new level of trust. It's a new level of awareness a new level of surrender that is your new comfort. The goal is to not make you feel chaotic and uncomfortable. I resonate with that a lot. Yeah. I resonate with it because I feel like I went through this process before what's happening that like my brain got rewired and it's just like a different level of calm. Like it's, it's very comfortable and it's, it's goes back to what we were saying earlier is how much good can we allow? How, how good can we allow it to get? Because we can get so comfortable with suffering. And it's like we can get so addicted to a certain level of pain and we get to allow joy in a new way. Allow um, for a new level of freedom to come in and now allow for a new level of creativity. Allow for a new earth to be born through us. Someone just said, how did you start trusting that? I have felt a hand on my right shoulder for about 10 years now and also a clicking and humming noise over my left shoulder. Yay! 
Yes. That's amazing. I want to know who interested me. I know. Amazing. All these bawling nerds. It makes me so happy. My name is Laurel. Oh, hi, Laurel. That's amazing. Um, Okay. So I think you just have to say I'm ready. I'm ready to see it. I'm ready to know. Please reveal to me in a way that um, just, you know, will feel safe for me. You know, that will feel comfortable for me. You know that um, I will receive. I'm ready. And you, I truly be ready, you know, but if it's been 10 years, I think you're ready and you're on this call. So <laughs> thank you. I'm ready. Just let them know. Yeah. He'll reveal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, something I learned last year, which really helped me is ask your guides who they are. Ask them to show themselves, tell you their names. I didn't know you could do that. And so I would feel these people talking to me and I thought it was super cool, but I had no idea who they were. And one of my teachers said, well, have you asked who they are? I want to know who they are. And I was like, no, are you supposed to do that? Yeah, they want to talk to you. They want you to know. So it's so amazing that you can ask them and be in constant conversation. They're there for you to guide you to love you. So yes, please do that. We had another question. When your guides come through and you hear their messages, what does it sound like or how do you know it's them? For me, my grandmother has been really prevalent for a while now. And I just had this knowing that it was her. I'm not sure how else to say it. Um, and then when I asked, it was very clear. She was like, Oh, you're really cute. It's me. (laughs) Um, you can can create signs. So like, mm -hmm. for instance, like with my grandmother, um, with my mom, she's so funny. The way she talks to like my mom has seven sisters, like the way they all are the six of the girls, the way they, she talks to each of them is probably a different, but like, so we, her thing was elephants, right? So it's like, whenever they see an elephant, it's like, Oh, hi grandma. But like my mom sees orbs. And she'll like send me all these pictures. Oh my God, grandma's here. Look, grandma's here. And it's, it's something that you can label that you resonate with on earth. Like we talked about an eagle. We've talked, you know, for one of my friends, her mom, it's a hummingbird. And whenever, you know, she's like, oh, thanks mom. I see that you're here and a hummingbird will come. Um, so I think that's a really easy earthly way to. Mm-hmm. And to just ask. Um, yeah, I totally ask and yep. claim it. Like... <laughs> they're ready for waiting for you. They're waiting for us. (laughs) So they're available. Yeah. Well, and I think, um, the more awareness you have within your body in quiet, so creating as much quiet space as you can really allows you to start feeling them. So I have another guide who is an older woman. I still am not sure who she is, but I feel this feminine touch and it's like she holds the back of my head that was the first time I felt her I was laying on the couch and she was literally cradling the back of my head holding me and I was like oh that's not my grandmother and so I knew that it was just that feminine that overwhelming feminine holding and touch and then I saw I have a black jaguar guide who came very clearly through during an ayahuasca ceremony and I had had this really strong masculine presence for a long time and it would touch my right shoulder and that really came forward. So it was really, I asked for my guys to come through during my ayahuasca ceremony and very clearly showed up and we were in conversation. I was looking at them. So those are just little things that have helped me. Mm-hmm. My dude's Archangel Michael. He goes with me everywhere. Yes. He talks to me all the time. All right. I'm bored. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> come on. Amazing. Like he is such a protector and a fierce just 
guide and I just laugh. I'm like, okay, what's up, bro? Like he's like sitting on the couch eating popcorn. I'm like, hey, I'm waiting. Let's go slay some shit. (laughs) (laughs) Or a council. One thing that I do is freeform writing is I'll ask and wait for it to come through. For me, it's not necessarily people, though I do call my grandmother a lot now because she's like the closest person to me that I know on the other side. But a council of people, it's like looks like a circle. And they're just like a wisdom council that, that come through and they guide me. And it's like, they come through as like, we, we've shown you, this is, this is the way you know what to do. We're guiding you. And, um, it's, it's me asking a question writing and then, and then coming through in the next line. Yeah. When I, um, am hearing my guides talking to me and I'm journaling, it's, it looks on paper, like I've written a letter to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that's how I'm able to discern. Like sometimes when I start and maybe I'm frustrated and I have to get some shit out, it will be like, I'm so pissed about blah, blah, blah. And I'm just pouring out. And then all of a sudden it shifts into you doing this, feeling this, this is, you know, what we're seeing for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's when I know I've shifted into now I'm in full listening. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Girl, I love you so much. I love you. This was so powerful. So beautiful. And simple because they're just allowing. It's literally a sisterhood conversation. I'm so excited for everyone on this line to create this. Like yeah. whether it's with two girls, three girls, weekly conversation, these soul podcasts, mm-hmm. just getting a part of this because I know before this, I felt really alone and like I had to subscribe to something that wasn't mine and that I had to be a part of a world that I just was bored in and I felt like I was playing a game. I didn't really want to play anymore. And so just know that your tribe's out there. Yep. There are so many ways to create your tribe. Laura came to me and said, I felt this in meditation. I really feel called to bring all these women together. Whatever we talk about, we talk about. It's organic, but I really feel called to do this. And what I have learned is that it doesn't matter if it's one person or 10 people the power and the connection and the ability to see someone is everything. And so if you feel like maybe you're just starting to create your community of sisters, just asking one person and putting yourself out there will open up your own energy and will help you tap into everything you're trying to see and you're trying to create for yourself. And by one, it grows and grows. And that's what we've done together is just introducing each other. And you're the master introducer and bridge to all women. And it's it's a beautiful thing when you can put yourself out there and bring women together for a collective experience. And without an agenda, that's yes. the thing is I think some people like they take it, they think too much about it. It's like get three girls on a zoom call period yep. over and out end of sentence mm-hmm. talk from your heart pull a card share what's going on yeah this is a great place. conversation starter <laughs> end of sentence <laughs> end of sentence yep. is not don't think don't think uh harder than that i'm just excited for everybody to experience that because i know both you and i longed for that for yeah. a long time and that's what this is about thank you for being here thank you i love you so much thank you everyone for joining us we're so grateful and we will see you soon have a great night Thank you all so much for listening to The Kelly Show. If you haven't yet subscribed, be sure to do so now and head to ratethispodcast.com slash Kelly to leave a five-star review. And as a bonus for doing that, if you send me a screenshot of your review before you submit, I will get you a little thank you gift in the mail. 
All right, we have another juicy episode coming for you next week, so stay tuned. And as always, if I can support you in any way, please reach out. Remember, I'm just a DM or an email away. See you guys soon. 